Hey there. Welcome to the Literary Escape Podcast. I'm your host, Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. On the Literary Escape Podcast, we talk about books. We talk about escapes that we can have through our books. And I always have some great book recommendations for you. So buckle up and let's see where we're going today. Enjoy the show. I have author Kate O'Keefe with me, and she is the author of several series of romantic comedies. She is a USA bestselling author. She is an award-winning author. She is living in New Zealand. So, Kate, welcome to the show. Hi, Betty. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. Thanks for having me on your uh, on your podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I always love meeting new authors so especially if they're not from Florida (laughs) no I'm definitely not from Florida (laughs) you're definitely not from Florida so you are in New Zealand New Zealand yeah and are you from New Zealand or just landed there yes I'm um fifth generation New Zealander but really um, wow was actually was actually born in the UK. My father was a professor and um, we lived in different countries, including the States when I was a child. So oh, wow. I did first grade in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Um, my parents lived in Seattle and my dad was teaching at um, the university, one of the universities there. Um, I was in boarding school, but yeah. Wow. Okay. So I've, tra- I've lived in different countries. I lived in Britain a total of 16 years, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I went and back there as an adult. So how long have you been back in New Zealand? Uh, I've been back here for 14 years now. Okay. So quite some time. This is very much home to me now. And I love being here. So, so how did you get into writing? Um, I've always been a, a very, very big reader. I've always loved books. I grew up reading um, and I have a, my first degree was in art history and English literature. I loved both. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I've always, I always had this passion. I had the example of my father who was a professor, but he was also published. He, he worked in business. He was, an, um, okay. he was a business administration professor. But he published, he had, a, I think it was 11 or 12 books published while wow. he was alive. Okay. Yeah. And um, textbooks as well as other types of books. And um, so awesome. I always had that in my head that it was, it was possible. Well, and yeah, um, not an unusual thing necessarily. No. And my sister followed in her, in his footsteps and she's a professor um, oh, wow. in, okay. in California and uh, she writes books as well. So, oh, that's so cool. But my, Mine's so different. I write, you know, as you know, I write fun, light, exactly, um, happily ever after fiction. So uh, very, very different. But um, I so always, needed. <laughs> oh, I think so. so I think needed. we need that escape, don't we? We do. Uh, I mean, it's great to be challenged at times, but I think it's so much harder to live in our world these days. And having a way to escape is perfect. I agree. I, mean, I do it. I, I read I read uh, romantic comedies all the time. <laughs> I'm addicted. <laughs> I love them. That's yeah. I I have a book club, and we in the book club every month we go to a different destination in our books, and a lot right. of the women that are in it, they are used to being in a book club that does the like heavy books, you know, the like meaty discussion type books, and last year I gave them a romantic comedy and they were all like, wow, that was so fun. And I'm like, 
You know, it's quite a revelation when you realize, because for me, for example, I came from this background where I had a degree in, in literature and I was a literary snob. I totally admit that. And I knew it at the time as well, but I would only read the classics or important like book right. prize. You know, I would, and I felt like I was bettering myself. And someone handed me a copy of Bridget Jones's diary. Um, and that just that revolutionized my reading. Like it re I was like, oh my gosh, I can laugh and have fun while I'm reading. Like I was never a romance reader. You know, I never, I didn't come to it from there. I came to it very much from what was called chiclet and still is called mm -hmm. chiclet, but I know it's it's kind of a political term these days. Um, but <laughs> I like the term chiclet too, so yeah. I do too. I, I, and I claim it, you know, as a Same. woman. I, I yeah, can call myself I'm okay with that, fine. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and it was at that point, I thought, wow, you know, I can enjoy myself reading and isn't this just like, it was an epiphany moment. And that yeah. wasn't the point that I decided to write. I, I started reading like Sophie Kinsella, Marion Keys, you know, I started reading the ones that were around at the time. Um, right. And um, I, that's when I began to think I could actually do this, yeah. but it wasn't until I had excuse me, a child and he was napping that I actually sat down and started doing it. So while he was having so you waited napping, until the hardest point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to use my mind. I wasn't working. Um, I was a full-time mum, and I, I wanted to do something that would stretch my mind. So I, I, I started writing. Then I bought every book I possibly could um, and learned what I could about the craft and uh, wrote my first book, which was terrible, um, and then rewrote it, and then rewrote it again, and just played around. I, it took me two years. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I can I can write a first draft now in about six or eight weeks. But back isn't then that it was crazy? Two yeah, the first yeah. years you don't even know what you don't know. Well, no, know? exactly. And and I was one of those people who probably very overly confidently thought I can do this. There's no, you know, I see other people that how hard can this be? And I read and a lot. Let me tell you, know, you, so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I read it. I can do it. But um, no, it is. It, it, there's definitely a lot to learn. Um, but it's for me, um, making my my passion and my hobby into a career has just been a, a, just a wonderful journey. And I that feel so, so cool. lucky. So lucky. And so what was your first published book? My first published book was called Styling Wellywood. Um, and that is uh, set in New Zealand um, okay. in the capital city, Wellington, which was known as known, at least in New Zealand, as Wellywood, because it's where Peter Jackson, who is um, the director of um, Lord of the Rings, um, oh, a bunch of movies, okay. and he was based and he had he had like a lot of stars were living in Wellington at the time and filming these movies and so they, oh, they called themselves yeah well and I was Hollywood I love that Hollywood so, <laughs> yeah so that was my that was my first book that was initially really terrible that I rewrote and rewrote and I joined um mm -hmm. the romance writers of New Zealand okay. um as well which is like romance writers of America but it's in New Zealand and um they is that a great. big community are there a lot of writers in New Zealand uh, yeah, there are surprisingly a lot of writers in New Zealand. Um, That's awesome. Even where I live now, I live in Hawke's Bay, which is a small kind of provincial area in the North Island of New Zealand. There, there are a lot of people writing here as well. Some published, some not. Uh, so yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. I, I mean, it's been a really supportive community to be a part of, and I That's feel like awesome. it's really useful. You know. Yeah. As a, 
because it's such a solitary pursuit to be a writer. It is. And I'm an extrovert. So, and it's a, it's an inherently introverted thing to do. Exactly. So, yeah. That's, it's nice to be part of a community of whatever it is you do. And, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've in fact become part of a wider community uh, of authors all over the world through social media. And, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be where I am now without them um, because they're so supportive and um, just, I, I don't know, we, we, we formed this and community is the best way. It's like, I mean, people say it's your tribe. My tribe is yeah. very much online these days. Yeah. I have been, been to RWA conferences. Um, I, I had um, a couple of books that were up for an award in LA and I oh, went, cool. to, um, went for that. Um, and I've just met these people and it's been wonderful. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know that many industries where people who are technically mm -hmm. your competition are so become very, good friends. I mean, yeah, they become friends and they become very much uh, part of your support network. So. Well, and, and one of the things I love about authors is it's not either I win or you win. It's no. everybody can win, which is exactly. so cool. Because it's there's... not like your reader reads one book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if, if I like your book, I'm going to recommend it to someone and if you like someone else, you're going to recommend them exactly. to your readers. And, you know, I mean, I, I love exactly. that. Exactly. And so, I make recommendations to my readers of books that I've read and loved all the time because, awesome. you know, I want them to, to share in that as well. And I know that they'll enjoy it. If they like my work, I know they'll like um, somebody else's that I've been exactly. So, That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. So your first book that really opened your eyes was a remake of Pride and Prejudice. That, yes. Yeah. And, and I saw that you have a, a Mr. Darcy series. I sure is, do. Is it yeah. a takeoff on Pride and Prejudice or? Is it, it is in a way. Ish? So okay. um, my shameful secret is that I'm a reality TV watcher. Um, and as I was watching <laughs> The Bachelor, I had an idea. <laughs> my daughter loves that show. Really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I do too. But um, uh, yeah, so as I was watching, I had an idea whereby The Bachelor could actually be a man who's very much like Mr. Darcy. So that's how I came up with the idea. I call it The Bachelor Meets Pride and Prejudice. And that's where I came up with my Love Manor series, which right. starts with dating Mr. Darcy. And it's a story of an American woman from Houston, um, which actually incidentally is where I have lived. Um, and um, she enters a reality TV show, a dating show where um, you, the contestants are all dating this guy who's posing as Mr. Darcy. And it's set in modern day, obviously, it's a reality TV show. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Time. <laughs> um, and, uh, but she's not there for love. She's there because she wants to um, further her career. She she and her friend have an activewear line and they're trying to get eyes on it, basically. Okay. Um, and um, along comes Sebastian Huntington Ross, who is a bona fide lord, British lord, um, with a stately manor home and everything. Um, and he nice. is very, very much inspired by a certain Mr. Darcy um, in his character. But he's a little bit more playful and obviously modern. Um, and um, they don't like each other to start with, but um, things evolve during the filming. Awesome. Um, and yeah, and it, it was so fun to write. And I, I would imagine. Writing, I was writing another book at the time and this just kept in my head saying write me write me write me yeah so 
I abandoned the other book, which I've now since written and published. Um, but this was during our first lockdown that I actually, okay. uh, so two years ago, and I sat down to, to write and oh, it just fun. flowed and I loved it. And it's one of Aww. my favorite books, actually. <laughs> but I do love Pride and Prejudice. So yeah, that's a it's a classic for a reason, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's the first chick the first chiclet novel, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. And I love the um all the different re remakes of it. I, there's some super clever ones that there are some very clever ones. They're a lot of fun to read. That was in the book club that was one of our first books that we read was pride and prejudice or yeah pride and prejudice and then we read one of the retellings of it oh which one did you read um sonali devs uh pride prejudice and other flavors right yeah yeah i so, have read sonali dev yeah they're yeah. fun yeah <laughs> yeah I, so i think mr darcy just has such a wide appeal and mm -hmm. um but it's slightly daunting to take it on. And I, I had a, a, um, an historical romance writer check my details because um, okay. there's costuming in, in the story. Um, and she checked it and said that, I, I mean, I researched it obviously as well, but I had no idea um, <laughs> how precise some readers can be with, I mean, right. like, apparently. I have a funny scene with bloomers. And apparently women in um, the year that, Pride and Prejudice was published, um, didn't wear bloomers. They didn't oh. come in to fashion for like another 25 years or more. Oh, um, okay. And um, yes, I had a reviewer tell me on a no uncertain terms. <laughs> I was quite inaccurate. So. <laughs> and you know, it's fiction, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't actually reply. Yeah. yeah I just thought, right, so okay, funny. if I ever write... If I write this anything like this again, I will make sure I remember that. No bloomers so in 1812, 1813. No, there no you bloomers. go. Yeah. I was yeah. reading um, on Facebook. Well, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and I saw um, an author had posted this um, meme that said um, that an author got a review on a book and the review said, it's almost like the author was making it up as they went along. <laughs> I love that. I hate to tell you. <laughs> Let me think. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, how funny. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was nonfiction, then that would be no. It was a fiction book, apparently. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, the making up as you go along is the best part for us writers. So. Exactly. So, do you, when you do your books, do you do an outline, or do you just kind of brain dump the whole thing? And yeah. I, well, I do. I do a very high level outline. I would love to be a, a serious plotter, but I'm not. Um, I'm much more of a pantser. So what I will have is I will have my concept, my tropes, um, my ultimate goal, um, probably a few hurdles and quite possibly a dark moment. And the okay. rest of it just happens as I go. And I'm yeah, so I've really got to start writing it before I realize things. And my characters develop in my head as I write. That makes so sense. So I do, yeah. I started out writing quite in depth character analyses before I would write. And then I would find that I would just change them as I went anyway. So, Interesting. Having okay. some, 
Yeah, having some basics. At the moment, I'm writing um, a fourth book in a series. So I've got like a cheat sheet on anything okay. that this particular character has done or said in the past, okay, how yeah. I've described here, et cetera. Yeah, so um, I've got those things. But um, if I'm starting completely fresh with a new book, then it very much develops as I go. That's so fun. That's what a clever. It's so fun to hear how every author does it a little bit differently. Yeah. And I would call I, myself a plotster. Like, yeah, you know, they talk about plotting or pen. Yeah, I'm a yeah. plotster. I love yeah. That. No, it I is. Think that's and fun. some some people have no idea where they're going. That scares me. Like, I've got to ha- I got to have a, a general impression. Exactly. <laughs> the book. <laughs> now, there's you tip, but you write romantic comedies for the most part, I right? Do. Okay, yes. and so are there certain elements in a romantic comedy that kind of need to be in there to be a romantic comedy? Oh, absolutely, yes. So um, there needs to be a, a happy happy ever after or happy for now. So it needs to end with a happy ending. Okay. Um, and I, I want to do that with my books anyway because that is uplifting to me yeah. um, and that makes me feel satisfied. Uh, my husband is the other end of the extreme. He gets very upset if we watch a movie or something together and it, it ends happily. He's really put out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's so kind of opposite on that front. But so it, it needs to have that. You need to have a certain, if you're developing a romance, you need to have a certain amount of time um, developing the emotional arc between the two main characters. Okay. Um, I have only written a couple of um, books that have the male and female point of view. Most okay. of my titles are written entirely from the female point of view. Okay. Only. okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder to develop the depth of that connection between the two characters because you don't see his point of view. You right. don't see what's going on in his head. Right. But it also right. means I've got license for her to think things that are maybe not right. necessarily true. Um, and it and lets the reader you. think those things with her. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So also um, there needs to be a moment uh, where I called, I think I called it the dark moment before where things go wrong and it looks a little bit hopeless before they then get back together again. So it's that boy meets girl, um, boy breaks up with girl, (laughs) boy and girl get back together. Uh, It's that kind of format. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Fun. Yeah. And and where do you go ahead? I'm sorry. I was just going to say for my stories, friendship is a very large element. So um, I usually write the the Darcy books are different. They follow the same couple across three books. Yeah. Um, but this, the, most of my books uh, are based on a friendship group of three or four friends. And, and each then, book is in effect a standalone novel. Of um, each about- of the different friend. Yeah. Exactly. So I have people who will start reading book three, for example, and then go back and read books one and two, and you don't need to read them in order. Um, And one, I get, I get told a lot by readers, either in reviews or they email me or on social media or whatever. They love my friendships and they love the way my friends are very real, but also very supportive of one another. And um, yeah, so that's that's a key that's a key element for me that's not what a, necessarily what a cool thing to be able to create that though you know to create these genuine friendships I guess that people can resonate with right? it, it is it, it is that's absolutely. pretty awesome yeah I think that's because I don't come from reading romance as as my background I come from reading humorous women's fiction chiclet you know that's yeah. and friendships are always important in those books mm-hmm. well, at least the ones I've read I agree yeah I agree so where do you tend to get your inspiration for your stories? 
uh, reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. yeah, I told you about I told you about the Darcy books was um, The Bachelor. I also have a series of books called that start with one last first date. Um, that's book one. Then it's two last first dates, three last first dates, and I'll give you points if you can work out where the fourth book. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb here and say four. Yeah. Four <laughs> last first dates, exactly. Uh, anyway, I was watching a TV show called Married at First Sight. I don't know whether you have that, but it's it's big in Australia. Sure. And we, okay. We get it, yeah, I, I think it, there's an American version. But anyway, they it's a couple who meet at the altar for the very first Ooh. time. These alleged experts um, match them uh, and then they they meet on their wedding day. And it's, I mean, it's complete wow. voyeurism. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you know, like it's wonderful when the stories work out, but a lot of them don't. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's quite addictive TV. Anyway, I was watching imagine. that. So, yeah, watching that some years ago. And I thought that, I mean, that would be a great premise for a book, you know, meeting your groom on your wedding day. But, you know, clearly that idea was taken. So I was thinking, what about having a group of women who are in their late 20s, um, where I was in my late 20s, thinking like, you know what, I'm nearly 30. What have I done with my life? I don't have the man, the family, the, maybe I've got the career, but not much else. Um, so you get to, I think a lot of women, maybe a lot of men get to the point where they think I've had enough of dating. I just want to meet the guy. I just want yeah. to meet the one. And that's what these women do on a beach at the, in the very mm -hmm. first chapter of one last first date, they're on a beach in Auckland in New Zealand. Um, and they possibly had a little bit too much Chardonnay and they make a dating pact that they're going to get serious. They're not going to just date around. It's not a numbers game anymore. It's I'm the next guy I date is going to be the one I marry. And that's the dating pact. And each book follows a different friend. One of the story. different friends. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And I, I loved that concept. I loved it yeah. so much that I actually I continued it in a spin-off series. Oh, fun. called IT. So that's Cozy Cottage Cafe because it's all based around a cafe. And High Tea is actually the, the kind of the, the higher end cafe next door where they do the, you know, okay. the full the full meal and tea and champagne and things so there's three more books oh fun um, and that one's no more bad dates no more terrible dates and then no more horrible dates so, yeah, and so, so you get to you get to kind of follow these other people that you met in the first series in and out a yeah. little bit it's a whole world based around cozy cottage and cake there's a lot of cake you will want to eat cake as you read these books I, I apologize now to your waistline that's so awesome I love each that. character has their favorite cake you see and oh, I talk about yeah. it and I've had I've had reviewers say all I want to do now is eat cake that's so funny so do you put recipes in actually no I've had people say that I should do that but I'm so busy writing the fiction that I haven't got to that point okay um but um no I've got to stop thinking about it because it ma it's making me hungry <laughs> <laughs> that's fun so are you traditionally published or are you self-published no I am 100% independently published that is amazing I love it yeah well yeah that seems you. to be the um, trend for romance these days but I've had conversations with publishers but I'm actually what I like is I like to be in control of everything. I like to choose my covers. I like to yeah. um, work out what I want to write, when I want to write it. Mm -hmm. um, and also 
I don't know, unless you're with one of the big five, um, then I think it's just much harder and you've got to do a lot of your own promotion. And You do anyway. Um, yeah, you do anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I've got this network, as I was saying before, of all these amazing, mainly women authors um, right. who, uh, you know, we just help each other. We promote each yeah. other's, yeah. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. we all write very similar things and I know they write quality work, so. Easy yeah. to promote them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hmm, how fun. So let's see, you mentioned earlier that um, a couple of your books are set in New Zealand. Do you have any that are set anywhere else or are they mostly New Zealand? I've got actually uh, 10 books set in New Zealand. Okay. Um, and my current series, um, hmm. which is called It's Complicated, I'm currently writing the fourth book in that series. Okay. Those books will start with Never Fall for Your. So the first one is yeah. Never Fall for the Backup Guy. Um, then there's Never Fall for Your Enemy. And right now, the most recent release is Never Fall for Your Fake Fiance. Right. That one was that out one fairly out. recently, right? Yeah. That came out on um, February the 5th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm currently writing the fourth book in that series, which is Never Fall for Your One That Got Away. Oh, that's, you have really good titles. I, oh, I thank you. Your titles. I have I have some themes you might notice. I try to make the titles all fit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the, the reason I didn't do uh, five last first dates in that Cozy Cottage series was because I started, it felt a little cumbersome for right. someone to go on five last first dates. I thought that's not being very picky. That's not really, yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't fit the concept. So, I, so when I did the spin-off, I started the the nomenclature again. I started with the no more bad dates. So um which has you know has a different kind of ring to it. So yeah. Uh, so what so getting back to your your question, what was your question about the oh, what your am settings? I Oh my set! I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. 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 I was thinking about cake again. Um, <laughs> it's easy to. It's easy, absolutely. So these the current series, the It's Complicated series, is set in London. Okay. So that's because it's a spin-off from the Darcy series. Oh, okay. So Darcy series is called Love Manor, and they started in the States with the filming. And then the filming of the reality TV show moved to his manor home, which is in Britain. Um, And then um, Never Fall For Your Backup Guy, the first book in the spinoff series, is about Mr. Darcy's sister. Oh, okay. So she so that's another spin-off. Okay, I love that's that. another spin-off. So she has her own friends. And one of the friends was actually a contestant on the show. Oh. So it's all kind of interrelated. And I love that. Um, you know, it feels like I'm visiting old friends. Well, yeah, and I'm I, sure readers love that when they get to see their old friends again and exactly see what up and see to and, stories yeah. progressing. So, yeah, so that they're all set in London. So I'm writing it in um, when when it's written when the character is um, a British. So there's four stories, three of them are British. Um, then I write in British English okay. and I'm getting reviews at the moment that are saying, you know, there are so, so many expressions I don't know from American <laughs> reviewers. So I apologize for that. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. expands our repertoire of, you know, vocabulary words. Yeah. Well, somebody did suggest the other day that maybe I put a glossary of terms in the back of the book. That's probably a good idea, but then I wouldn't know which ones that people you would do un- and don't know. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to go and tell people how to suck eggs. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's a dog bark. 
That's I remember in the Harry Potter series. Um, I think the first time I read it, it was the UK version. And then right. since then, I've read the English, you know, the Americanized version of it. And I liked the other one better because you did get all yeah. of the UK isms, I guess, you know, yes. the, the jumpers yeah. and the happy Christmases. And I, I liked that better. So no, well, it probably feels more authentic. So yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, there. we don't have to Americanize everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that said, I do tend, I, I use uh, American, um, like I, Americans use the double quote, you know, when someone's speaking for dialogue. Oh, right. um, mm -hmm. So um, I use that to okay. be consistent. Um, okay. And in fact, now when I read a book that's written in British English and they use just the single, it feels odd to me. I'm like, is someone talking? Wait I can't minute. tell. Yeah. You know? Are they is quoting someone else? Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting, huh? I didn't realize that was a thing because I've noticed oh, yeah. that, but I didn't understand it I guess so that's interesting yeah so where um and you know where you put a question marks and com it, it's all it's all quite different and being a New Zealander we we very much I mean, we're developing our own version of English obviously I have a New Zealand accent but but the written word as well but we do take more after the British English right I that guess because sense. that's more of our origins we're a much younger mm -hmm. country than than the U the U.S. is right yeah definitely interesting so what are you working on now you were saying that you're working yeah, so on that it's, it's complicated called, number four right it's, it's it's complicated number four never fall for your one that got away okay and that again is set in London um it's a second chance at love trope um and um it's all about Tabitha Green who is one of the four friends at the beginning okay. of the series Tabitha's been having a bit of a rough time um and um in the last mm. book never fall for your fake fiance she started to come right um okay. and right at the end of that book something happens with her that you'll have to read about <laughs> i look forward to it <laughs> yes sparks, sparks the fourth book which okay is, uh, you know what what i'm writing now so that's coming out the end of may may 31st awesome and um yeah i've got some great ideas my husband helped me plot this one which is Ooh. he does that every now and then i've got a critique partner who is amazing um and she and i she actually lives um not too far from me and we oh. meet at a cafe kind of halfway between where we live and sometimes brainstorm that's um fun. and she she and i did some work on this but then i came home and i was saying to my husband it's not quite working he was like I know what you need to do. And of course, his first idea was crazy. Um, but his second and third ideas were really good. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's, that's cool to be able to have him be part of the process sometimes. That's yes, because he's not my target audience. Exactly. Um, he, he doesn't read my books, you know, but um, if I'm stuck on something, let's say, how would a guy react to this? Mm -hmm. I can ask him and he'll go, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he, he's good with that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So do you just write one series at a time? I do. I do. Okay. Absolutely. I find I get so immersed in it. Um, and I think about it all the time. Like when I, when I'm writing a book, if I'm in the car, I don't have 
music on or the radio, I don't listen to podcasts. I do nothing. Yeah. I'm so in my head about it. Yeah. Um, and it's actually quite liberating once I finished a book to go, oh, I can listen to a song. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen and to someone else's audio book now. Exactly. Yeah. And so if yeah. you have like a four book series, how long would it take for you to write them all? I mean, I'm assuming you kind of go back to back mm. with them. I do. I do. I apologize for my dog who keeps growling at me. She wants her mid-morning treats. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I typically try and release four books a year and this okay. is a four book series. I'm actually going to be ahead of myself on this one because the first book came out in August. So Never Fall for Your Backup Guy came out in August last year and the fourth book is coming out in May. All okay. going to plan and, you know, as, assuming I don't contract anything. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> Yeah, touch. I've got a glass desk, so I'm touching glass here. <laughs> um, so yeah, but typically four books will take me a year in total because it's not just the writing. So I'll do a first draft, then I do a second draft. My critique partner will read through it, do a third draft. You know, then there's the editing, there's the proofreading. There's a lot that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of different but, things. Yeah. Mm. And so, so when uh, when that one's off to like the editors or the whatever's, are you writing the next one already, or do you? Wait? I would like to say I am, but usually I'm seeing <laughs> friends. I'm watching reality TV. You know, like Getting inspired I, I, for the next series. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows what research? Be you know, <laughs> I haven't written anything about housewives, so you know. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, no, I um, uh, I tend to have a break and I tend to read other things and I, but I've always got ideas in my head and I have a list as long as a football field I bet. of ideas. So I, nice. yeah, I just wait for inspiration to hit and it does, it totally hits because this is my passion, you know, I, awesome. I, can't imagine, I can't imagine not doing this, even when I'm in a mobility scooter do you know what I mean like, which yeah won't happen, but you know I just I can't imagine not having characters popping up in my head and demanding stories exactly I, I love that mm. I love that so um I think that was all I had for you my goodness that was perfect oh, this has been fun thank <laughs> you fun. thank you for joining me today I You're completely appreciate figuring out the whole 18 hour time difference and <laughs> I know. it's not easy I'm in your tomorrow so hello I, I, from that the is mind-boggling yeah it's it is it is tricky but we've made it work so that's great thanks for joining me today on the literary escapes podcast if you enjoyed today's episode and maybe would like some more literary escape book recommendations then come check out the literary escape society we're a community of travelers who love books or maybe book lovers who love to travel either way if you need an escape a literary escape come join us as we read our way around the world together one book at a time check out the show notes to learn more about the literary escape society and we'll see you next time on the next episode